Hi, I'm Karen Crossley, and this is Rebuilding the American Dream, the student athlete experience. In this podcast, we introduce you to leaders in college athletics who are shaping the experience of student athletes on and off the fields of play. We discuss the challenges and innovations affecting athletics in higher education and how we can adapt to give student athletes a stronger foundation for their futures. Today, I have the opportunity to talk to Sam Lucas, second year division one swimmer for the University of Utah. As a current member of the Utah Swim and Dive team, Sam has seen the NCAA landscape change drastically over the last couple of years. Sam's career at Utah has included being on the Pac-12 championship team for both years. Sam is also a summer associate degree insurance and currently studying to earn his degree in business administration. Prior to the University of Utah, he was a swimmer for 12 years for the 19th nationally ranked team, Lakeside Aquatic Club, and four-time state qualifier in the state of Texas. Sam, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So Sam, you've been swimming for a long time. And how have you seen the swimming world, especially around college athletics, change? And how have you adjusted to the constantly changing sport and its rules and regulations? I started swimming in about 2007 when I was six and instantly loved it. I tried all the other sports, baseball, basketball, and just never really found a groove in it. Throughout my career, lots of things around me were changing, including my own team, the structure of it and the coaches. Um, but some of the major things in the sport that have changed are the super suit ban in 2009. It was swimsuits, but they were basically made out of rubber. The world records were being broken every single day. But in college athletics, we've definitely seen a shift for swimmers because not only are they choosing how to successfully compete in college in the NCAA, but post-college to see if they can try to create a career as a pro swimmer. You'll see a lot of college programs building pro programs for their post-grads to help them train for the Olympics, world championships, and all, all sorts of things like that. So as you're currently swimming and as you're competing as a student athlete, you're still looking into the future about how you might continue to swim and compete after graduation. But as a student athlete now, with that added competition, with that added look into the future, there's also the pressure to perform well in the classroom. So how are you dealing with the pressure in the pool, in the classroom, thinking about the future? And also, what are some of the skills and traits that you're learning that will help you after your competing days are done? As a swimmer, I've learned hard work and uh, work ethic throughout my whole career and my whole life. I've been having to get up early every morning for the past 12 years. But specifically about the classroom, the University of Utah has done a very, very good job about providing academic resources and helping me choose my classes, helping me with tutors. Uh, but beyond that, they've also, they also provide very good support mentally for mental health. We have therapists that we can talk to whenever we need to. And I also just have a great support system of friends, family, and my coaches too. They've been amazing and help, help us through anything we truly need. And they understand that we're not just an athlete, but we're also a human being. And there's a human being beyond the competitor that we usually have. So that's really incredible that the university is providing those resources. Something that's talked a lot about in the media is the mental health of athletes, not only on the pro competitive level, but it's also really important for college athletes. So many changes in awareness to, to the needs of the students. What are the biggest challenges that you see student athletes nowadays facing? Some of the biggest issues that student athletes are facing today are one 
that they always have to be on. And I feel like that is something a lot of the public eye doesn't see is that there's so much pressure to be a role model to the younger people in the sport and just around the community and around the Salt Lake area or wherever you go to school. And another challenge that I see student athletes face is just kind of through the recruiting process, choosing where you want to go. And and now with NIL, change the game again. I think it's a little different for Olympic sports because you kind of choose based off coaches. But I think with other sports, such as football, the pull for a bigger NIL contract or deal like that is definitely a big challenge that student athletes and coaches and administrations are facing now. I think you hit on two really important aspects there that um, that I've just seen as a casual observer. So let's start first with the recruiting process. Um, as an athlete who has been through the recruiting process relatively recently, what changes have you seen in the last few years, especially when it comes to social media and recruiting practices? When I was being recruited, I wasn't necessarily like a top 10 recruit, but I was also being recruited by power five schools and even mid-majors. But as I've, as I've grown um, and starting to like do some of the recruiting myself, I've definitely seen a shift from the coaches recruiting to the student athletes helping and building those connections with potential teammates. So it's becoming much more uh, relationship-based, but not just the coaches now. It's also including the team reaching out to put potential recruits. Yeah, I think in the past couple of years, relationships have become a big part of recruiting. I think the draw to a school based on the coaches is priority, but I also think having those previous relationships that you've built through these international and national meets that you've attended, I think also brings a big draw because you could have a great relationship with this one guy that you've raced a bunch of times and you kind of want to go and keep racing him and race him at school and train with him and or him or her. So it's very much the relationships that you develop help lead to your college collegiate decisions. Yes, definitely. I, I personally started looking at the University of Utah based off a previous relationship from an old teammate. In swimming, you kind of build relationships with these people that you're racing all the time. I personally have relationships with guys that I've raced probably since I was six years, six or seven years old. You go to these senior level meets that are like half the country and you start racing these guys and it's like you build these relationships that you probably otherwise wouldn't have. Do you think that particular experience is exclusive to individual sports or perhaps maybe team sports are having kind of the same experiences? I think it's probably a little more particular to individual sports, especially like other sports such as gymnastics, where they go through the elite level and they meet all these other gymnasts that are eventually, or sometimes they don't, but sometimes they do go to in, into collegiate gymnastics. But I think you can also do it to a team sport as well, doing like the seven on sevens for football. And to an extent, there's relationships being built across all sports. Another thing that you brought up was NIL, name image likeness, and the constantly changing rules and regulations around that. As a student athlete and a student athlete with an NIL deal yourself, uh, can you give us your perspective and how do you think NIL has been utilized so far? Utilization of NIL so far has been fairly good. There's exceptions to that, and but with every new thing, there's always a little bit of an exception. But for the longest time, college athletes were making such a sacrifice to compete in a sport that they love and not being able to be compensated for that. 
especially for Olympic sport athletes um, whose careers are typically shorter than those of others, um, like swimming and gymnastics, your career is pretty short. It allows those those athletes to capitalize on their careers and their or the peak of their where they are. So what are some ways or resources that you can see NIL being utilized so that more student athletes can have access to it? I think it depends on the university. Personally, at the University of Utah, they offer an app where it helps them connect student athletes to businesses, and that can be local or nationally. And I think that's a great opportunity for any university to to offer something like that to a student athlete where they might not know local businesses but if the business can contact them, I think that's a great opportunity. I've had the pleasure to get to know you personally, and we were able to establish a relationship with an NIL deal because we met face-to-face. Do you think student athletes should be reaching out more to businesses? Should student athletes be seeking out opportunities or, or should they be waiting for people to come to them? I think it's personal preference. I think mm-hmm. if if that student athlete wants to go out and get all these NIL deals, that's their choice. I think also there's some people that might not see that as a priority. It all depends on your view on NIL and how you Mm -hmm. want to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. As a student athlete, a lot of my time is taken up in the classroom and in the pool. So that can be a disadvantage when seeking out internships and uh, success beyond the classroom and post-grad. But I think if you put yourself out there and you you say, I'm hardworking and I've learned all this experience from my sport, I think that's a valuable tool that any business can take advantage of. Yeah, that's an excellent point. And I think that's an opportunity that NIL has given student athletes to put themselves out there in a way that this is who I am. This is the sport that I'm working on, but also have an opportunity to, to make that money. So what is it meant to you to, to have the opportunity to seek an internship outside of competition and school? It's meant the world to me to get the work experience that I need to succeed post-grad and after my career as an athlete. And on top of that, having an NIL deal that goes beyond the summer and beyond my internship is truly awesome. And it's it's something that I don't think many other athletes or many other students in general get. So with all of the changes, what is one thing in your sport that you wish you could see change within the next couple of years as the athletic world continues to be molded? I personally would love to see more media coverage of swimming. I know it's not a typical turn on your TV to watch a game type of thing, but I think swimming's biggest issue is how they broadcast it and getting it on people's screens so that they're able to be exposed to the competition and the camaraderie of swimming. It's often seen as a very individual sport, but on the college level, these guys and girls aren't just competing for themselves, but they're competing for their team and trying to beat the person next to them to win. And that's really incredible because you've had Pac-12 championships for both of the years that you've been at the U. Yeah, I have. And it's been an amazing opportunity. Uh, So this podcast is called Rebuilding the American Dream, the Student Athlete Experience. What does the American Dream mean to you? I think the American Dream, I think it's the ability to improve your way of life by means of education or financial stability or achieving your dream job, whatever that is. I think the American dream is still alive, but I think people just need to figure out what that dream entails for their life. It's different for everyone. That's a really good point. I think that often growing up, we hear about the American dream and maybe there's an assumption that it's 
one thing out there that there's just a thing that we should be achieving and perhaps we should be comparing ourselves to that. But you hit the nail on the head that that's not the case. It's about our individual choices and where it is that we want to be. And having that American dream really is about opening up those options for you. And, you know, we believe that, that through higher education, those are the, those are where the most options become presented. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it all just comes back down to what are you personally seeking? What advice would you give to young people contemplating their futures in athletics? I think I would say truly think about your decision to compete in college. Collegiate athletics is one of the biggest time-consuming commitments you'll have probably in your life. Um, And people always say that the jump from high school to college is big, and they're 100% right. Being on your own and having to juggle school, athletics, and then just all the mental health and relationships that you have outside of school and the pool, it's a big burden to take on as a young adult. But the sense of accomplishment that is that much more satisfying and amazing. Plus the friends that you meet along the way are pretty cool too. Sam, thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. You've been listening to me, Karen Crossley of Degree Insurance, and this is Rebuilding the American Dream, the Student Athlete Experience. Find out more on our website, americandream.fm, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Degree Insurance. Until next time.